Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Comic-Con Podcast, Season 2, Episode 19. We are recording this on May the 12th, 2022. We have a ton of stuff to talk about tonight. I am, of course, one of your hosts, Justin, a.k.a. Nemesis Prime. And normally, you know, Zach, Milton the Manimal is here with me, but he's not this week, which is pretty going, you know, an ongoing theme where he's here for a week, not here, here for a week, maybe two weeks. But so we were supposed to have a special guest with us to talk about some stuff. You've heard her previously here on the podcast. And not only is she my special guest, but guess what? She gets to be my co-host for the evening. You know her from Instagram, the queen of Wednesday new releases. What page is it? Shade Page. How are you today, miss? I am so excited to be back and I get to be your co-host. I feel like this is some VIP special treatment. It is. It is formal interview time because I will be, depending on how this goes, Zach may be gone for next week, and you may be running the show with me every week. Um, I replace him? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but believe me, I, I again, you know, we, we talked on, you know, for people that are either new to listening to the podcast or have been continuously listening to the podcast. Sade was back here during the month of April when we had all the females on here talking about comic book community. And, uh, you know, after the show, we kind of talked about Moon Knight, how it was just starting up. And, you know, she wanted to come back on here to talk about the review. So I asked Sade to be in here. So we're definitely going to be doing our full season review of Moon Knight on Disney Plus. But we have a ton of different articles to talk about, some interesting things. So uh, let's kick it off, Sade. So let's kick it off with uh, some comic book news. Sade, you have our first article of the night. Yes, so Marvel's bringing out their first transgendered uh, superhero, which I'm very excited about. Her name is Escapade, and her powers are very interesting. It's She can basically switch places with another person from where they are standing, but it turns out they have to be, or she needs to be about seven feet away from them. Otherwise, it doesn't go well. And at first, I thought it was like that movie Jumper where you could like switch around. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. different cont continent and stuff like that. But no, seven feet seems very limiting. But then it also only lasts a few hours. So I wonder like how much of like hiccup situations she's going to be in if like it only lasts like two hours to switch places with people that she's fighting. I don't know. Yeah. So obviously, this is going to be coming over from bleedingcool.com. Obviously, last year they did the Marvel Voices Pride number one. This is coming out this year as well in June. So we have a new character. And and this is something that we always talk about here on the podcast. When they bring out new characters, you usually typically get characters who are very similar to existing characters. But now we're having this cool character who, again, is a transgender. And her powers are really awesome as well. So I think this is a great way to be introducing new characters into the Marvel Universe, especially being a mutant. So it's not someone who's just, you know, just a normal person and has abilities. It's a mutant, and especially especially with, you know, the mutants we've seen, we've seen, you know, um, Iceman, he's kind of came out as being gay, and other characters who have kind of changed their genders. So, you know, with this upcoming issue, and also she has a, a pretty cool um, best friend, a tech-savvy best friend known mm -hmm. as Morgan Reb. Morgan Red, along with a tool tier from the Marvel Universe as professional thieves stealing from criminal and corrupt organizations until she meets up with Emma Frost and, De and Destiny changing the course of Escapade's life forever. So, interesting first appearance. I definitely like it. Uh, if you check out our thumbnail, you'll see what she looks like. Interesting stuff going on with this character coming out for Marvel Voices Pride number one. So be on the lookout. Of course, everything in Marvel, once it hits first appearances, it's a hot book, right? <laughs> Definitely. 
Definitely got to keep that in your collection. Oh, yeah. So uh, let's kind of move on to some TV and movie news. Not too much going on in the world of comic books, but uh, there is some there's some shakeups. And we talked about this last week. If you listened to last week's episode, Zach and I talked about the the falling of many DCCW shows. And uh, today, this literally just dropped a few hours before we went live. This is coming over from MovieWeb.com. Naomi canceled at the CW after one season. So they will not be moving forward with season two. Uh, Per deadline, the network has pulled the plug on DC series. Reason being the substantial ratings have dropped by 40% since its January release. So if you saw the finale, which was like a two-hour finale this past week, um, I talked about it mid-season, kind of did my review on it. Um, but I guess, you know, we're, we're not getting it after Batwoman got canceled, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, as well as some other CW shows. Even Charmed um, got canceled. Yeah, Charmed got canceled. Uh, Dynasty, uh, 4,400, uh, 4, Into the Dark, Roswell, and New Mexico. All these shows are all gone off the CW. So the big shakeup with uh, the CW stuff, it's crazy. You know, obviously all that's left is Flash and Superman and Lois. So... Shade, are you watching any of these shows that are on the CW? And what do you think about this one? I used to watch Flash and Superman and Lois. I'm behind on both. (laughs) Um, But, like, it's so weird. I feel like, how do I feel about this? It just seems strange, like, how often these shows keep canceling. But then I'm also hearing, too, like, even, like, say, for example, with, like, Roswell being canceled. I know that they, I think they either, their directors got changed around or they, they didn't agree on. So, like, one left. So I think that's probably why that one got canceled. There could be more to that that I don't know. But it just seems like they... Also, are they getting sold? Or is there something moving around with the company? Well, there's the whole big shakeup between uh, the Disney... uh, Not Disney, I'm sorry. The Warner Brothers and uh, the whole media that got shaken up earlier this year with the uh, T-Mobile all that shakeup mm-hmm. basically so like everything's going to be changing over like the whole warner brothers media is just completely being changed a lot of the the movies you know some people are backing out and that's obviously a segue into our next article but you know we're going to kind of stick on this for a little bit but it's crazy like naomi's a newer character and for people mm-hmm. that know me i i've been 100 percent into naomi since her comic book appearance a few years ago you know brian michael bendis created her Thought she was a really awesome character. She had six issues, and then more recently, she's been in the Justice League for quite a while, obviously because Brian Michael Bendis has been writing, so obviously you bring your baby (laughs) up into the Justice League. So, you know, it's the quickest... I would say it's definitely the quickest character to go from, you know, uh, comic book to film or TV without a doubt, right? I, I don't think there's someone who's... Especially whether it's Marvel or DC that we've seen fly off the pages and onto the big screen like we have for Naomi and you know, it, it, it had its flubs and flaws. Are you caught up on Naomi or no? I have not watched Naomi. Honestly, I don't watch, like I don't have cable. I just stream everything. That's how I watch stuff. So I'm wondering too, if like maybe that's where a lot of their customers are. It's not really watching cable. It's more streaming services. So I don't Mm -hmm. know if maybe that's an issue for CW. Like I watch my CW shows on Netflix, like when it's already up there, that's how Mm -hmm. I catch up on it. Or I'll go to their website randomly or the apps and like see the latest episode playing, but not like religiously doing it. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if those are the reasons why CW shows cancel a lot or maybe drop some shows, but who knows? Yeah, it's it's tough because uh, 
Stargirl, which originally was the first season, was on the uh, the CW app or CW Universe app, which then obviously got smashed together and to become HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And then season two of Stargirl came out on CW. Now, they are still talking about a season three of Stargirl. Will we see that? They haven't said anything that it's being uh, taken out or hasn't been canceled yet. Still on the chopping block with the rest <laughs> of the stuff. But I'd, I still want to see Stargirl season three. I like the first two seasons. Naomi, you know, again, with the the last episode this past week, I liked it. Unfortunately, I think the big problem with the CW show is, you know, she's from another Earth or another well, world completely. And from her, she's from like an alien world. So all the characters really look like aliens. In this CW show, all the aliens who are in this show that are from her her world that are on our Earth are all just normal human looking. So I think that kind of takes away from the comics to film because you're used to seeing like characters that are completely different looking. And then they're just like, you know, like you and me, like it's just normal people, which, and they have, but they have their names of the characters from, uh, from the comic book. So, and, and then of course the CW flaw is always, they have to have a team of people. So Naomi's in high school. So she's got to have all these, you know, high school friends around her to, to build her steam and to be like, Oh, well, you know, let's go do this Naomi or, you know, don't do that Naomi. And that's the same thing. I feel like that's always been an issue with between like arrow and, you know, there's team arrow team flash. Superman Lois doesn't have that issue because they have their kids. Yeah. It's a great show. But their kids are going through high school and like finding friends and whether or not they tell their friends the secrets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like a more um, spread out of getting that storyline where you're not focusing on just one character building that friendship and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we definitely want to see more. You know, I don't even know what's the, the next show that's really coming out for uh, for CW. I mean, obviously, they're they're cutting all these shows. That means they need to replace them with something. Because if they don't replace them with other shows, regardless if it's the DC stuff or all these other shows that are being canceled, what are you going to do? Just reruns? I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'll watch whatever is on, like, repeat, like, Friends or <laughs> The Office if they want to throw it on CW <laughs> constantly. Uh, but, yeah, you, you figure that's at least, uh, you know, according to this, we had, you know, the three CW shows are gone. And then there's at least one, two, three, four, five, six more shows. So that's ten shows that are going to be are off the air now. That's and, very you know, sad. That's, that's a full week of shows. <laughs> full um. week of shows. So um, getting on to more DC, again, there's some interesting information. And this I always take with a grain of salt. I, I, I'm not a big fan of this website, so but I will <laughs> quote it out there. So giantfreakingrobot.com. I'm not a big fan of their website, but, you know, some people sent me this information. And it was and actually real quick regarding Naomi. When the news dropped in Naomi, I had three people DM me on Instagram immediately. So they know because I'm like a huge Naomi fan. And they were like, and I was like, yeah, man, I just He's read gone. it too. Like, <laughs> so uh, getting on to our next bit of news coming over from Giant Freaking Robot. Exclusive saying that the Satana movie is in danger of being canceled. Now, anyone knows me as well. I'm a huge Satana fan. Now I have to bring this up. So this was announced at the Warner Brothers DC Comics Day back in March 2021. It was being developed as a live action movie. Um, there was some rumors of some casting. Possibly Amelia Clark was going to be playing it as a contender, but I, you know, with her being cast in the Secret Invasion film, I kind of think that kind of fell on uh, its own hat. But they, you know, they're talking about 
the reason why they didn't want to make they may not be moving forward with this is because that Zatanna is a mid kind of a classic mid-tier comic book character without a lot of penetration into the pop culture as a whole. Now, Shade, remember when Harley is Harley and then all of a sudden like Suicide Squad came out and then everybody was Harley Quinn, that version of Harley Quinn and Harley Quinn became like the biggest thing, right? So now why can't that happen for Zatanna? Like you and I, we go to conventions. I'm Mm -hmm. sure you've seen Zatanna cosplay, right? Honestly, I've only seen that cosplay where a friend of mine posted her photo, uh, Gotham D-Girl. She did the cosplay of her, and it looks phenomenal. And otherwise, I don't think I've seen any at cons, to be honest. And I'm not going to lie, I don't really know her story background a lot, but, like, I love her vibe either way. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know why some of these, uh, like, why they won't take some of these not-so-known characters and make them become known. Mm -hmm. I mean... Obviously, like, there's only so many ways you can give a story for the same character for decades. Like, give us something new, well, new in a sense of to watch, I guess. Like, I don't know why they want to cancel it, or maybe there's just some creative differences on the directions of it. Mm. Yeah, it's like DC's trying, and they're doing good, good things. Like, I've seen... You know, obviously, I don't know if you watched the Swamp Thing show that was on uh, CW Universe, obviously with Titans, they have the DC Titans that's out there. But, you know, they're trying to do different things, you know, with the most recent Marvel stuff with uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Badness. They went into this whole heart. Did you see the movie? Yeah, you oh, saw yes. I, I know you saw it. I got it. to okay. see that early. Okay. We can talk about that later. Yeah, we, we de- we'll actually, yeah, we'll go into that before. I want to know your review because if you, if anyone's obviously listening, we dropped our review. So I want to hear Sade because she got to see it early. But, you know, Doctor Strange, they went into like a horror aspect. So Swamp Thing was into that, that mythical realm. They kind of went in. That's a horror type of show with Zatanna. They don't, that's what they haven't done. They haven't gone to the magic side of the DC mm-hmm. universe. We get the same constant things. You get the Trinity and then you'll get like a spin-off thing. So we've seen the suicide squad, two different versions, you know, between James Gunn, David Ayer's version. It was good. They're both, you know, they both have their thing. There's teams, but now like, where's the magic, you know, from Keanu Reeves, Constantine, right? We had that a, a while ago, but let's get back into this where, you know, now comic books and comic book movies are a big part. And like you said, like, bring these mid-tier characters up because I guarantee that if this movie was to be made, there is going to be a lot more uh, females out there, especially younger females that want to be interested into this character because she's not Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Definitely. For sure. I don't know. I wonder... I would love to still see this character come to life, and I know a lot of people did fan arts based off of that announcement too, or even like fan art casting, so I, I hope they do find a way to bring her and her magic to life mm-hmm. yeah she's she's such a great character uh, she's been around for god it's almost gotta be a little over 40 years i think is is where she was you know she first appeared in hawkman her father was Atara, who was way back in the golden age and you know she's been a part of the justice league in the 70s and 80s she's been on the justice league dark team which was really awesome to see in like the mid when they did the new 52 era so she's a character who's always been around and I just don't know why, like she's not, you know, prominent in the world of uh, whether she's, she's ripe for a TV show or the movie, you know, with legends of tomorrow, a couple seasons ago, and Zach and I talked about this when they, 
when Legends of Tomorrow went and did this magic season and they brought in Constantine, I was like, oh my God, I'm like, we're finally going to see maybe like Zatanna or Dead Man or something else from like the demon world of, you know, magic users in the DC universe. But we didn't. It stuck to Constantine. That's fine. DC, they announced the the movie. I was up in arms. I was so happy. Like my my first appearance went up in crazy values. Like I I was so excited for the series. And now it's like now it's in trouble of being canceled. Um, we don't really have too much announced as far as DC past. You know, we have Flash, we have uh, Black Adam, we have uh, Aquaman, and Blue Beetle. I, and I think that's really it. That's on the docket. Oh, and the Batgirl movie. So, you know, it, it is what it is right now. But let's kind of turn gears. You know, uh, we did we did did our podcast. If you, if you have not listened to our bonus content, if you have seen the movie Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, go check out that review. We dropped it as bonus content this past week. But Shade, you got to see it early. I did. So you dressed up, uh, you know, did a little America Chavez, correct? No, I did um, Doctor Strange. That was Doctor Strange? Yeah, her universe did a, uh, you know, Doctor Strange collection. So I got to have the dress oh. for that, and I got to wear it to the event, and I was super excited. But Gotham Geek Girl, Nadia, she did her own DIY of America Chavez. Okay. I'm going to have to go back and look at that picture, because I thought it was, like, because it was the red and blue. I figured, like, it was uh, America no, Chavez. She has a denim jacket. With the... No, but I figured you were wearing a dress, so I figured it was something, <laughs> you know, more formal. I don't know. <laughs> no, Dr. Strange. <laughs> so let's jump into it because you're not, you know, you're not all, all over there on, on different podcasts and YouTube channels. What did you think about the movie? I was obsessed. I think this might be my personal favorite Marvel movie ever because it gave you is basically like if Marvel and horror movies had a baby, this was this movie. Because he gave you, like, the creepy, the jump scares, the, like, also, like, the Scarlet Witch's powers. Like, if you even go back to, like, some of the previous movies, you just, like, knew her powers were definitely, like, way held back compared to this. Because I, I can't say anything. Can I even spoil anything? I feel like oh, I'm yeah. Gonna, but by I this point, or everybody, here it is. You, by you this have- point, it's coming out a week after. If you have not seen the movie... Please skip over maybe the next couple of seconds over next couple of minutes. Shade is going to give you spoilers, but you listen to our podcast bonus. <laughs> you're going to listen to it. So that was your 10 seconds to skip ahead to our That's next article. Go ahead, Shade. Spoil away. The fact that she wiped out the Illuminati in less than five minutes. And all they did was like, you're a little witch. You're a little witch. She's just possessing a body. Who really cares? And she's like, oh, okay, no, let me snap you instead. I cannot. The way that she just, oh, and Peggy, poor Peggy, did her so dirty. So bad. Oh, my God. I can't get over it. Like, that whole scene itself, my I think my job was literally to the floor of what is happening. And the Scarlet Witch is way more powerful than, like, I think we could even understand. And the mm-hmm. way they made this be portrayed is just insanity in, like, a pure art form. So, like, I'm totally team Wanda. I, I, I know. I know she cray-cray. But I'm so obsessed with her because she's such a badass. But, I mean, I get her motives. Do I support? You know what? I'm still team Wanda. It's fine. But it's just wild. And then even how the character development went with this whole movie was beautifully well done. Uh, I'm just a chef's kiss for me on this movie. That's all I have to say. <laughs> okay. 
are you a fan of Sam Raimi's like horror stuff? Like, have you seen like Drag Me to Hell and the? Uh, I know that's a lot of the references, but I haven't really watched it. I'm really a baby at horror movies. I'm literally like okay. my hands are over my face and peeking through like a finger here and there, but like. Oh, so yeah. you're like Wanda when she's when you see her reflection, like you could see her eye like in the water. Yeah, real creepy. That was bugging. And then even like when she did it, the whole like the hands everywhere and like even like yeah, it was just all the demon stuff. And then the jumping and like the snapping of the neck. I was just like, what is this movie? Yeah, but, yeah. they said it was definitely teetered the line of the PG thirteen like rated R. But uh, you know, it showed blood though, so I was impressed. Yeah, it was definitely wicked. It was definitely jump scares. Uh, there is, you know, so much, I, I really don't want to, I don't want to spend harp too much on it because yeah. I want everyone to go check out our bonus content for our review of that. Uh, <laughs> not but, just mine. <laughs> yeah. Not, not just yours, but, uh, so now do you think with how great Wanda did, you know, do you think we're going to see a lot of cosplaying for Scarlet, Witch? 100% I see it all over TikTok or like even prior to this movie coming out and definitely more now. And like, everyone's getting a 3d printer and so i'm just I'm, i want one too <laughs> i can't like smart making stuff but yeah i definitely think that scarlet witch will be a big cosplay this year for cons i feel like especially at new york comic-con i definitely see that happening and then i also think that um later on we'll discuss but i think moon knight's also going to be a big cosplay too um, yeah he's someone who i really and I, you know i've been going to conventions for 10 years plus obviously cosplay is more probably the past like six or seven years i've you know noticed and take note and people have gone really overboard with whatever it is but yeah moon knight's not a character that i see too much i've never i didn't even really know of that character until the show and then i kind of like dived in to figure out who he was and i'm like i am hooked to this that's why i feel like you've probably seen a lot of zatanna but you just don't know because she literally looks like just a uh, a waitress with a top hat (laughs) So mm-hmm. like the way she looks, you're like, yeah, I just walked by someone. I don't know. They were just dressed up in, you know, um, <laughs> or I could whatever. have mistaken it for some anime character for all I know. Yeah, I exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I'm uh, I, I cannot wait to see it again. Um, I definitely I, I was supposed to go see it this week with my brother who hadn't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, our schedules didn't meet up. So probably sometime next week. And unfortunately, I did. I did show him the the one scene with the Illuminati and like who no. was the Illuminati. Yeah, he just he could we couldn't wait. Like I said, Thank like you. you don't want to do it, and he's like, no, don't tell me. And then we were That's over so my parents. We were over my parents for Mother's Day. And I go, can I at least show you the Illuminati? And no. he goes, okay. And we You're went through the whole brother. thing. And when he <laughs> saw John Krasinski, he goes, no way, no way. Like because him and I are huge Office fans. So <laughs> to see Jim, like <laughs> Reed Richards. Uh, was absolutely amazing, but obviously that was just that part. We didn't, he didn't see anything else of what happens. Oh, I thought you showed him everybody. I was gonna be like, that's just no. Oh no, 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 just just that. Like okay, well, meh, still. Yeah, not nothing like the the fight after that or anything like that. Not like okay. that part, but right. yeah, just that. So, uh, before we get into our review, and that was Shade's review of right. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So now, hopefully, everyone's back that has seen the movie or hasn't seen the movie if you (laughs) forgot about it uh before we get into our moon knight review we do want to drop one more article and of course if there was only one podcast on spotify to beat joe rogan it would be the comic-con podcast no i wish it was (laughs) but this one is a batman one 
So this is coming over from Variety.com. This kind of one I feel like slipped under the radar. It came over on May the 6th. Batman Unburied hits number one on Spotify charts worldwide, beating the Joe Rogan podcast. Now, this one is produced by DC. It's a superhero series. It's going to be 10 episodes. Currently, at the time when they dropped this article, there was only two episodes out. Right now, there's four episodes. Uh, I, I asked Sade. I said, hey, check it out. Even if you get through the first episode and right before we went live, she's like, I binged all four episodes. And I said, well, they're short. They're like half hour episodes. So it's not like an hour. I thought it was going to be hour. I Okay, keep going. And then I'll talk. Go more. So, of course, uh, you know, Joe Rogan's experience is a constant number one on Spotify charts. But this is it's simply amazing. It's Batman Unburied. It's a for me, I call it a I say it's a crime noir um, kind of a dark psychosis of bruce wayne's psyche so um before we i, I don't want to spoil it too much so you know shada and i are going to try to tiptoe around certain things that happen but uh you we, we there's a lot of great people in it uh david goyer is the director on this you have some great voice actor and actresses you have winston duke he plays bruce wayne slash batman uh, winston duke you all know from the black panther movies he played uh man ape you have hassan Ja, who plays the Riddler. Uh, he's a comedian. He's obviously had some Netflix specials and he's been on, uh, I believe, The Daily Show. It's Sam Witwer, who is my favorite. Uh, he plays the Harvester. He plays this villain in this podcast. He obviously voiced Darth Maul. He was Starkiller in Star Wars and um, a couple other TV and movie things. And then you have Gina Rodriguez, who plays uh, Barbara Gordon. And she's from um, CW show something virgin i can't remember jane the virgin there you go so sade i know you have tons of questions what did you think about batman unburied okay well first i love when you told me this i was like oh great like it's a show talking about batman great here i go it's like it's probably gonna hate it whatever listen to it and i realized it's basically i was trying to tell my boyfriend about this i was like yeah it's amazing it's basically like a podcast but like an audiobook and it's like the movies it's if you're watching a movie, but like your eyes are closed. And he was like, that doesn't sound fun. I'm like, no, it's amazing. But <laughs> yes, I, I was a little lost because, I mean, I feel like it's still building the story a bit because mm-hmm. I feel like, so I don't think we could really technically spoil it because it's still, you said 10 episodes. And it's not yes. like, it's not like the Marvel series where it's six. So I feel like we're still building and some stuff's going on, but I'm confused with like the first episode and then like number four, like what happened? Like, please explain. Explain to me your understanding of his parents. Because am I understanding that they're alive when he's an adult? Yes. So David Goyer said that he he was had the ability to kind of do what he wanted. But now you obviously, and this is obviously this really isn't a spoiler because I've, it's in the it's in the first episode. So Bruce Wayne, he's kind of a high school, college. I would say college, like college, if not a little bit older. He's a uh, pathologist. He works in a morgue. Um, his parents are alive and he's dealing with, you know, seeing dead bodies because of this villain called the harvester. And yes, it's weird that it's weird that his parents are alive, but I think, and people that have read Batman for quite a long time, I think this is all in his mind. I think this is someone is creating this world for him. Like whether it's, you know, Mad Hatter, Scarecrow, uh, even Hugo Strange, because there are flickers in that first and sep- second episode where 
you hear like Batman, you hear like the bats, you hear the gunshots. And it does sound like there's something happening where like there's like a glitch in the matrix in a sense. Yeah. So like sometimes I had to like rewind up like what did I just hear? Like my visuals of this and the sound effects are not matching up. So I definitely missed something. But yeah. And then I loved how even how he's like how he works in a morgue. Right. He works in a morgue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's doing with the bodies and he's trying to figure out. I'm a big true crime person. Like I relax listening to murder podcasts. I know it's scary. My boyfriend's a little worried to sleep next to me, but that's literally how I will like take a bath, have a glass of wine, put on true crime, ready to go. And he talks about how the victim, you know, of the harvester of uh, like what they went through, like even like based off of like her wounds or something, uh, trying to get into the mindset of why, do you not have defensive wounds? Why do you have certain things? Why were you acting like this? Like, it's just that where, where it gets like a true crime essence of it really like made me go, oh, ho, 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 where are we going with this? <laughs> yes. I'm ready for this. Yeah, I was when it was interesting because I saw it. I saw this article uh, over the weekend and I was just like, oh, wow. I was like, Batman, to- Batman podcast ha- toppled Joe Rogan. And then like my buddy's like, hey, you should really check out this podcast. And I go, OK, so the day he told me about it was Tuesday. And I guess they're dropping episodes every Tuesday. So Tuesday. when he told me there was there was only two episodes out when he told me, but then they uploaded the other four. So I was driving home from work and I immediately put on that first one. And I was just like, yeah, like you said, like I could close my eyes and That's visualize it. this world because Batman's a type of world where you can easily visualize. Because mm-hmm. you know the characters, you know the world. If you've seen, obviously, just the most recent Batman movie, it's kind of it kind of feels like that. So yes, this whole thing where he talks about, and again, not really too much spoilers when he talks about the the harvesters' victims, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of takes a turn in episode two, and then we get to episode three and four, and I'm going to try to keep it as spoiler free as possible. But episode three and four dives into Barbara Gordon and like I said earlier, the Riddler, which is just awesome. Like yeah. just him, her um, and Riddler's back and forth and their, their dialogue. And it's even funny because sometimes when he's doing the rid- the riddles to her, yeah. I've actually, I've actually gotten like two of them, right? Like when I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, I know this. Like, <laughs> Oh my God. I was like, I know this riddle and it's just like, so odd. Uh, but yeah, their their interactions, their conversations are are very well done. I think again, the voice actors and actresses they they kill it. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives me definitely like the new Batman vibes, but it also feels like it could be like a side story to the same world of that same Batman series. Let's say like it could be like after the Riddler got arrested and mm-hmm. like whatnot of the new the latest Batman, and then they brought him out for this type of thing it sounds like it could almost be that world in a sense not literally but you know mm-hmm. it kind of gave me that vibe a little bit yeah so for i know I, I we look at the i look at the analytics zach looks at the analytics here on the podcast and we know the majority of our listeners are they listen to it on this on itunes but if you have a chance check it out on spotify batman unburied it's an absolute masterpiece especially because it's done directly through dc comics and marvel's done this in the past too marvel's done this with uh they did this with old man logan they've Mm. also done this with a few other series as well ones that i haven't checked out but you know this kind of is the next world because you know they have you know books come out people listen to it on audible sometimes like i'll buy the star wars high republic books 
not only will I have the books to read, sometimes I want to transition to, you know, audible because I like listening to it because it kind of puts you in that world. They do the sound effects. And that's, what's awesome about listening to this is because like I said earlier, if you're, you know, Batman, you know, Gotham, you know, all this world. So just being able to close your eyes and not look at a comic because, you, you know, when you're reading a comic, you could kind of already look and see, like, what's the next thing that's kind of happening. But with this, you really don't know what's the next thing that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And Shade and I both know after listening to the first four episodes, we have no idea where this is going. There are some great things that are happening in the story. And we have six episodes left. So where re- re-listen to it because I'm still confused as to how I got from episode one to episode four. I'm like, how did what? Yeah. <laughs> I was also working while listening to it, which probably wasn't the greatest idea. But I feel like if like you're cleaning or where you don't have to focus on a task, yeah. this is the podcast for it because you actually kind of need to pay attention to it. So, yeah. yeah, that would be my my little tip and trick. Yeah. So if you're traveling home from work, going to work or like Shade just said, like just doing nothing where it, you know you don't have to focus your eyes on something else i would say too heavily not reading uh, yeah this is <laughs> don't this read is email. A perfect a perfect way uh if you have spotify so um let's get moving into our last topic of the evening before we get over to what are we currently reading mm-hmm. so again shade was brought here as a special guest slash now my co-host for the evening yeah talk about moon night now if the people that are out there that listen to Zach and I's, you know, first three episodes, we always do is a preview. We do our mid season and then we do our final review. So even though Zach couldn't be here with us today, I said, Zach, why don't you do what we always tell people to do is to send us voicemails. It's so So, excited. Zach, I have not listened to this. All I did was upload it. So let's Zach gave us a quick uh, (laughs) three and a half minute review of the final couple episodes of moon Knight and his final thing so let's kind of listen to that and then we'll both shade and i will play off of that i'll play off of zach and then i really want to hear what shade has to say so let's get into uh to what zach says about his moon Knight review hey everyone manimal here gonna give you my quick and dirty moon Knight review uh based on all six episodes i know i'm not here this week on the comic-con podcast but uh gonna go ahead and give you my thoughts real fast so like we kind of sit on the halfway point some of the things I loved about Moon Knight was the dialogue I thought was great. Obviously, Oscar Isaac's acting was phenomenal throughout. Um, I think my biggest complaints were the pacing of the show in terms of six episodes, where there was just way too much of the uh, Stephen Grant and uh, Mark Spector back and forth and just not getting to the point quick enough. But... It also was not enough Moon Knight in action to really justify, honestly, the title of Moon Knight. But, you know, moving forward, as we saw the show towards the end, the last episode was great. Uh, The last two episodes, actually, I really enjoyed the whole afterlife scenario with, you know, Mark and Steven kind of back and forth, them communicating and them kind of interacting a little bit more face to face was really, really awesome. I love, obviously, the Egyptian lore and then tying that into all the gods of Egypt were, you know, was really great and love to see more of that. Would love to see more avatars of all the different Egyptian gods moving forward as well. Um, Arthur Harrow as a villain, uh, I, don't, I don't know. It was okay. I mean, I love Ethan Hawke as an actor. He's one of the best actors, I feel like, but I, they could have done more with him and made him more villainous. I, I didn't. I wasn't invested in him as a villain necessarily. 
Um, I really loved Layla's rendition of the new the new slash newish character, Scarlet Scarab. I hope we see more of her. I thought her uh, design as a character and her armor and the wings were really awesome. I, as an actress, I thought she crushed that role. She might have been kind of the breakthrough star in Moon Knight, in my opinion. Um, I'm also excited, obviously, to see her show up in the comics, a more like a true to her character version in the comics moving forward with the Scarlet Scarab. But uh, overall, you know, unfortunately, I, being a big Moon Knight fan, it wasn't as good as I hoped it was going to be. It wasn't the worst Disney Plus Marvel show, in my opinion. There's still some room to grow there. I know there's some skepticism on whether we'll see another show, whether he'll show up in a movie or maybe some other like Midnight Suns or team up type situation. But I, I do love Moon Knight. Um, I hope we see more Moon Knight. Oscar Isaac is amazing. I think they did set it up. Obviously, uh, spoiler alert as well. The inclusion of Jake Lockley at the end kind of put a, puts a spin on where it can go with the character and adds a little bit more interest and intrigue there. So um, overall, man, I think I rate it. Let's see. WandaVision, the worst Disney Plus. Man, it might be the second worst, which sounds bad. But, you know, it was still good. Like, I mean, I, I definitely rank it below Winter Soldier and Falcon because I feel like that told a better story. Hawkeye was the best. Loki, second best. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be right above WandaVision, in my opinion. So there it is. Quick and dirty, manual review of Moon Knight. So uh, tune in to the Comic-Con podcast and hear the review that they got coming up. Thanks. Later. Well, thank you, Zach, for that uh, quick little review that I can't talk to you about now. So um, I guess I don't know who wants to go first, because I feel like if Zach was here, he would know where I'm going to go. So Shade, you're the co-host. Why don't you tell us what was your thoughts of Moon Knight? So I agree with him on the pacing. I I overall feel like the show needed like one or two more episodes. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like questions are not answered also like then the first episode with the freaking glass and the shoes i'm like i still didn't have that question answered like when he's walking on glass okay, Do you know yeah, why is that supposed to be some like hidden message i don't know about not like a cult thing that's i mean i knew it was all about being a cult mm. but i don't know i was like I, I don't know if he was actually possessed by something too i don't know anyway i did love it it i wouldn't say it's better than WandaVision though that's just my opinion but that's because I love Wanda <laughs> <laughs> but um I mean I I do feel like I wish we got more of Jake like that's what I kind of wish we did like I know they gave it spoiler obviously if you already said it first yeah. how we got it at the very end but like I wish we got to see more of the crazy uh -huh. I wish we saw more of that so I wish I don't know if they're gonna drop it as just this one series or are they gonna bring something else with it because i feel like they have a lot that they could go on based off of that but yeah i mean the a lot of our predictions from our episode pretty much were there about you know like how he was possessed and stuff like that or to become conchu's avatar also so many people for were simping for conchu like thinking that he was the hottest god ever in the world all over tiktok i was loving it really yes people you know how like They'll put like Sebastian Stan as like the Winter Soldier 
or like other Marvel like uh, characters and make them be like studs and be like daddies and all that stuff, like the slow mos with like the sexy music. Uh-huh. Have you seen this? You know what I'm talking about? Well, they were doing it with Kanchu. It's like animated Godbird. I'm like, I am so didn't know I had the hots for a Godbird till now. But I think it's his I voice. I, I think is he he's got that <laughs> that determination voice. I think that's what makes Kanchu so great. Throat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he says something. Oh, gotta love it. All right. What are your thoughts? I know you have many. I can see it all over your face. <laughs> so the people that, you know, listen to the podcast after the first couple episodes, I, I wasn't I wasn't into this at, at all. Like going into it, I really wanted to like this show because I knew nothing. I've never read a Moon Knight uh, book at all. I've never owned a Moon Knight book at all. He's probably been in Avengers or some event that I've read throughout the Marvel world, but I've never actually gotten, you know, down and dirty with his backstory and everything. Cause he's gone through many retcons and stuff like that. But for, for me, I hated this series so much. <laughs> it I it hated this for me. It would be the worst. Like Wanda, I'm on the flip side with, with Zach, like Wanda would be my second worst. This would be my worst. Like Va- Wanda, I couldn't, I can't rewatch like the first like five episodes, but I can re, I can watch like the last two or three. And like you said, it's a little short. And I think that's the issue is that some of these, some of these series are like eight episodes, and then some of them are six. Six episodes to explain who this person is is not enough time. I feel like it we didn't get enough. Yeah, we I- didn't get enough. Moon Knight. And like Zach said, we it shouldn't have been called Moon Knight, especially from what it was. You know, maybe doing one more episode or two more episodes and really branching out the Jake Lockley thing instead of it being like, here it is all the way at the very end. Because those people that read Moon Knight, they know who the character is. They they know that he has several, several different personas. Mm-hmm. So they probably assume that this, you know, every time that he woke up, and it wasn't Mark or it wasn't Steven. It was, pro- it had to be Jake. And yeah. that's who it was at, at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Things I liked about the show. I did like the Egyptian gods thing. That's something that's always intrigued me, whether it's movies. So like seeing like a giant Khonshu and, and Amit like fighting in the desert, like very Kaiju. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> like that that's was sick. cool. Uh, Somebody was saying, I don't know who was talking about this saying how like, when they were watching like it as if like a whole giant kaiju thing, I was like, how does nobody see these giant gods yeah. fighting? Like, oh yeah, because they're gods, so no one sees it at all. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I didn't put that together, but yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't think I didn't think about that because I'm like, they gotta be out there. They're massive. They're they're oh, as big as yeah. the pyramids, but because nobody sees them, they're 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 good to just fight out in the open like that. Yeah. See, like, and then like, I guess for me, like, this is a series that I I, I don't know. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't go back and rewatch. Like, I'm just not a fan. Not to say that I'm not a fan of Moon Knight in general or or Marvel, but it's not a series that I want to sit down and even attempt to rewatch because after the first couple episodes, and I said this after the first three episodes, is that I had to fast forward a lot when when Steven's on screen. Like, I, Isaac, uh, Oscar Isaac is a great actor. He He does the great job of switching between characters, but I don't know, man. There was times where I'm just, like, dragging you know, grinning my teeth and like want to rip out my hair because it was just like so hard to get through certain scenes. And I'm like, just please get to like the next part. And the fact that we saw a giant hippo. Oh my God. I loved her. <laughs> we saw her more than Moon Knight in costume. So funny. 
Yeah, oh, yeah, she's so funny. That's great, but the fact that I don't know. But no, but if it wasn't for her though, I will say the episode was it the second to last episode where like we find out how Stephen came to be. Yeah. And like oh, how he basically broke and that's what made Stephen. But then also I kind of want to know what made him break to create Jake. Or did I miss that? Did I miss that? No. No, no. They they, like, they they covered that and then like they definitely did a lot of mind games because that's basically the whole premise of the character is his brain's a little cuckoo with all the personalities in there that protect him and do stuff for him because I guess Mark himself can't handle it. So I guess technically Mark might be the weaker character compared to Steven mm. in a sense. In a, emotionally, I guess you would say because Mark had a break when he couldn't handle his mom. Mm-hmm. And so Steven had to be like, I'm going to be the fixer-upper. I'm going to fix everything. Everything's fine. Don't you worry. We're A-OK. And then Mark pops back not knowing that everything's wrong. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Yeah. I, it's just, it's not a series that I, I really want to try again. Yeah. And as much as there's, to me, and I, I said this to somebody else, and I can't remember who I said this to, but I think the biggest winners for the show were all the people that bought and sold all the first appearance of different Moon Knight characters who thought they were going to show up in this series, like a lot of villains, and they didn't show up because they, they just didn't. They they talked about so many villains that were going to be possibly in this show, and we literally only had one throughout the entire series. You know, we had the guy who unfortunately passed away. He was in episode three or four. Um, his oh, yeah. his persona or his you know alter ego is a comic book person for Moon Knight, but you know everybody was talking about all these other characters that you know sh- or could be showing up, and I feel like that's another thing. Like they could have branched out at one or two more episodes and at least included somebody, but we didn't get anything. There was talks of a crossover between Moon Knight and obviously the Eternals because they've been in this world. Um, I just read today that there was supposed to be a uh, like Black Knight possibly was going to show up, but you know, if you probably didn't read watch anything previous to this, you didn't need to know anything, right? Like, there's no pre snap, post snap. You don't really need to know like what's really going on in the Marvel universe. Like, this was definitely a completely standalone show, right? Am I right? I think right? it sets around the time like after um, Spider Man being forgotten. I think they said that that's the time frame it's set in. But you need to need to like you don't need to know anything. Like you could go into this. Like he yeah. never mentions any other characters. He never, Perfect. you know, you really don't know. Like they never mention Thanos. They never mention any yeah. of the other Avengers. I feel like <laughs> I don't think no one. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know. again, I think Layla's cool. Uh, yeah, her yeah. her newer, upper updated version of Scarlet Scarab. Uh, I think if they ever do that in the comic books. That book will be a hot book, and I think she is definitely, like Zach said, the breakout star of this series for sure. And I feel like we've gotten that in in each of the series uh, on Disney Plus. Like uh, the the woman who plays uh, the, the female Loki, mm-hmm. uh, really cool. You know, in Falcon Winter Soldier, the I can't think of her name, but she was in Fest Nest in the solo movie, the redhead who plays like the villain, like everybody is 
you know, there's always that newer character or newer actress or newer actor that really stands out in the series. And we know that both uh, Oscar Isaac is a great actor. Ethan Hawke is a great actor. Mm -hmm. And you have this, you know, newer character, newer character, newer actress in this who definitely has long term, who could, who, who could have long term <laughs> in the MCU and also outside of the MCU as an actress. So, mm -hmm. And that was cool about her too. I, her costume was was badass. Her fighting was cool. Mm -hmm. But for me, it didn't. I shouldn't have to wait until the last episode to save the series. And I feel like, and my favorite, and still my favorite top of the show is still Kate Bishop. Like Hawkeye is still my number one show. I will rewatch that constantly. I have no complaints. Every episode is fun. Like, and that's what it, you know. People are like. Well, it's not really. It's it. tough to watch because it's it's a Christmas show. That don't mean anything. I can watch Elf. I can watch Christmas Vacation. <laughs> you sound like my boyfriend year. who thinks Christmas should be three six five. Like his phone screen is still the one of most wonderful time of the year. Freaking Christmas! I'm not kidding. Oh my god, <laughs> he's. We need to meet. I need to meet him. So Everybody should meet Brian because he is the best. <laughs> I know no one can have him but me. You can be besties. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I need to have a drink with him and we'll we'll talk Christmas movies. But just yeah, bring whiskey you know. and you guys can be best friends, literally. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, it's just I, I still I'll I will always go back to Hawkeye. Um Hawkeye was a show that I was really excited to watch and it did not it did not disappoint. All these other shows have been for me, you know, leading up to it. It was, just, you know, they kind of shot me down. And this one with Moon Knight, I was, re I had high hopes for. I was really excited for because I didn't know anything, and it kind of just con it completely threw me for threw a curveball. So for me, it, for if I had to give it like a, a rating, it's probably like a five out of ten. I will never watch the show again. And for anybody listening to the podcast, if you hate me now, feel free to throw in your. So you can reviews. just follow me on what page is it across all? <laughs> I will shameless plug myself. <laughs> oh yeah, no, you're you're in there. Yeah, please follow Shade because she she's uh, a lot cooler than me. And um, I get called Kate Bishop every day, at least minimum, like twice a day on TikTok. It's absolutely great. They're like I thought you were Kate Bishop or Haley Steinfeld. I'm like. I just say, shh, it's a secret. Come along for the ride. <laughs> I, I, I loved you in Bumblebee. Oh, thanks. I didn't uh, touch myself. <laughs> <laughs> so that is our Moon Knight review here on the Comic-Con podcast. And before we get out of here, let's move on to what we always end our show with, with what are we currently reading? Whether it's new, old, something comic book related in the world of Marvel DC or indie. So Miss Sade, what is something that you're currently reading? Okay. Well, before I tell you, I just need to give like a big shout out to my local comic shop, action city comics for having the celebrity appearance of Oscar Isaac. Not that long ago, right before the Met Gala. I had to bring that up. I forgot, but, but what I'm currently reading is from Stephanie Phillips. It just dropped this week. It's called grim. If you like the Grim Reaper and you like death and ghosts and stuff, this will be your jam. Uh, it's basically like Grim. Uh, this Reaper comes, picks up this guy. I'm, I've only read half of it, but like I'm already suckered in. It came out Wednesday, so nobody come at me about how soon how much I read. I know your TBR list. I, I have it too. 
don't come for me. But uh, yeah, so, and there's definitely within the middle of the book so far, of the issue, I should say, there's already like a plot twist where that person just kind of tries to screw the Grim Reaper over and it's great. I'm here mm -hmm. for it. So I'm excited to see where that one goes for sure. Yes. Uh, I, I read the full issue. I won't, I won't spoil it for you, but for the first half, uh, it's it's very badass. I unfortunately didn't pre-order, you know, uh, too many copies. I didn't get big into a lot of the variants, and I feel like I should have because I can definitely see this as a TV series or movie. So when you get to the second half of the issue and and you finish it, you're gonna be you're gonna be wowed. I, I definitely right, think it's gonna be wowed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so other than that, anything else that you're uh, currently reading? Uh, I'm actually reading. Um, a couple of books. So next month for June is Pride Month. So I'm trying to get a lot of LBG. LBG. Wow, you know what I mean. Um, more. Tough, I know the acronym is tough on here. LGBTQ. <laughs> I, I stutter a lot. Don't touch me. Um, so I'm trying to get more queer comics. So I actually read. It's also on Netflix. Um, I read Heartbreaker, Heartstopper, Heartstopper. It's super cute. It's about these two boys in high school. Um, one is um has already come out as gay but not by choice and then another boy like they he finds out that he's actually bi and it's super adorable i was obsessed with the show so i had to read the book and then i'm also finishing up uh, uh from oh my god slaughterhouse mm -hmm. yes so i'm reading that too which is also the main characters are gay so it's interesting to see so i'm uh you know that's from james tynan so I'm um, just trying to do that because then I have my, shame myself plug, comics and coffee series where I review each comic book and share what's up. So that's what I'm trying to do for the month of June. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. That's yes, Grimm was definitely, I would say, I would recommend picking up Grimm because uh, we both, I've read it completely and you've half read it. So uh, under underappreciated, underordered, I feel, could be. Uh, for myself, uh, I have a few books out there. So for some hot garbage, you know, sometimes every now and then we we, we pick up a book and we think it's just complete hot garbage. Uh, my hot garbage of the week is the Jurassic League. Oh, now, yes. I got that too. I forgot. <laughs> oh, okay. So the Jurassic League is so it would have been a good book. Here's where it would have been a good book. It should be a good book because... They could have done it where the Justice League. So the premise is the Justice League is the Justice League, but it's back in prehistoric times. So they're all dinosaurs, which I love dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs since I was five. Like I could write out and say the names of all the dinosaurs when I was like six years old. So you're okay. hyped for the new Jurassic Park movie then, right? Yeah, I'm a huge. Yeah. Jurassic Park. The first one, 1993, like still obsessed. when Ethan Grant first sees like the dinosaurs, Ooh. that's like me. Like I just like I'm in awe. So, I'm yeah, fight a velociraptors. I won't lie. They scare the shit out of me as a child. And then to get over my fear of them, I had to be imagination like up the wazoo, pretend they are my best friends and my pets that would attack things. That's how I got over things that didn't oh exist God. anymore. <laughs> so you've been going now you've been this is sidetracking, but yes, uh, you sorry. go to New York Comic Con. Have you ever been there when the person dressed up as the velociraptor? Have you ever seen that? No. Oh, Oh, I need, I'll have to send I you pictures if this. I can find it. Yes. It's like, it's a big guy. He's a person and he's in like this, the way he's in the suit is it's so long and he moves and it's very, very mechanical, good. but yes, it's amazing. Mm. And it's scared the crap out of people, but uh, I will try to find pictures uh, from my previous Facebook or 
Instagram of the, the Velociraptor at New York Comic Con. So anyway, back to the Jurassic <laughs> League. So they're all dino- they're all different dinosaurs. It's it's very corny. It's very cheesy. Like so worth Batman. <laughs> Batman is a, a dinosaur and his parents die. And like he's following some kids following him. But my problem with this series is they should have really marketed more for kids. Like this is a great series for, you know, E to everyone to get into, not like for teenagers to adults to pick up this. And I feel like that's the issue with this book is it's not really geared towards that market. So for me, it's my hot garbage of the week. I really don't want to get too much into it because it was really bad. Um, Honorable mention this week is Transformers last bot standing from IDW huge Transformers fan. So if you've, of course, read The Last Ronin, I knew when this series got announced that it was definitely going to be very, very a la The Last Ronin for TMNT. So basically from what we gather or what you can gather from their first issue is that there's one final Transformer. He's kind of living, he kind of is hidden. And then all of a sudden another Transformer comes to where on this planet that he's at. And uh, they basically talk and they... I'll just say the one transformer just basically destroys the other transformer and tells him to get away because he doesn't want, you know, he, he wants to be by himself. Mm. Uh, it doesn't, I'll tell you, it doesn't happen on earth. And I'm not going to tell you who that transformer is. If I would have guessed, I would have been right on who the trans, oh. the, who the transformer was because I figured that's who it was, but I didn't think they were going to go that route. But uh, honorable mention, uh, Transformers Last Bot Standing, a five-issue miniseries from IDW. And it's probably going to be one of the last stuff that IDW does because, of course, it's going over to Dark Horse next year. Really excited for it. But my pick of the week this week with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness uh, just coming out. And I talked to Zach this week. I, you know, when we were talking, I said, oh, are you going to be on the podcast this week and he said no and i was like oh i have a great book for the pick of the week and he goes oh well you can tell me then and this is the only time i ever tell zach before uh <laughs> what we're currently reading but i went back and i have not read this series probably in a good 10 years but was house of m have you ever read house of m no so i'm oh. not okay i want to read x-men but i have yet to read x-men so if you could guide me if this is the way to okay. go even if you don't know anything about the avengers I mean, I if you don't know anything about X-Men, you can definitely just pick up all eight issues of House of M. So uh, without spoiling too much, you know, basically Wanda is kind of at her breaking point. Uh, Professor X kind of comes in, tries to help her. Uh, she basically creates an entirely different world where everybody's wants are fulfilled. So in Spider-Man's and they're all, but they're all in the same world. They all function on the same level. So Spider-Man is married to Gwen Stacy, has a has a kid. Uh, you know, Cyclops is married to Emma Frost because at this point Jean Grey is dead. Um, who's another character who I could kind of tell you? I, I Wolverine's kind of the head of Shield because oh. in his mind he wanted to be like Nick Fury. So that's not really spoilers. But the only person throughout this, the only person in the series who knows what's happening is Wolverine. Like he's the only person that knows that something is wrong. So throughout all the, why do I have this job? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I shouldn't have this job. Why do I have this? (laughs) Yeah. Why, why is he the mind reader of everybody? So uh, it's eight issues. It came out um, 
way back in the early 2000s. And it was it's a perfect kind of setup for if you've seen WandaVision and also a little bit of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So highly recommend. I haven't read, like I said, I hadn't read this in 10 years. And cool. I was just like, you know what? The movie came out. I was like, let me check this out again. Because I went deep diving into my long boxes. And I was like, let me read some House of M. So for anybody out there who has never read this series, again, you don't need to know too much of the X-Men team, like who's on the team at the time, um, who's on the Avengers team. You know, everybody's kind of, you, you kind of know the characters and people are always in and out of these teams. But House of M, amazing series. And Zach even said, you know, even the side stories that they do, you know, Marvel always has like their main event and then they have all the books that tie in. So they'll have like House of M, House of M X-Men, House of M Avengers and Spider-Man. And they're always like, whether it's like one to three issues, he said, even those are very good. And I, unfortunately at that time, never picked up all those little side stories. So hmm. I mean, you know, I may try to find them, uh, whether it's digitally or even if I can find them in like bash back issue bins for pretty cheap, just to kind of read, to get a little bit more uh, expulsion on like what was happening in their world. So definitely check out House of M. I highly recommend it. So can I, you were just saying, can I get that as a trade or no? You know what? They should have it as a trade, whether it's trade or um, hardcover. But from what Zach was saying is that it may be, it may be tough to get because it may be out of print, but I wouldn't, I'm, I'm pretty sure you should be able to get it. And if not, you know, Comicsology definitely has it. I was about to say, I could do digital if that's going to be paying the fine. Yeah, I mean, I would just go on Amazon and see what it is. and Or if you go to eBay and you see the prices, you're going to be like, yeah, maybe I should probably just read this digitally because <laughs> it's, it's going to be expensive. Yeah, I, sometimes, hey, sometimes trade paperbacks are, are out of print and hardcovers and omnibuses are out of print and you can't, it's too expensive. So, mm. hell, I'd rather just pay like 10 or $15 to read it digitally. So, valid. Um, that's what it is. That's my pick of the week. I like, I like. Yeah, I highly recommend it for anybody who has not checked it out. So here on the Comic-Con podcast, again, we had the great co-host today who did a wonderful job and uh, has hey. passed her formal interview. Zach, you're not allowed to come back here on the podcast you're anymore. You've been replaced. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> come back. <laughs> that's all of us. Uh, that's a great episode here on season two, episode 19. Sade, where can people find you on all your social medias? You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and maybe YouTube if I ever upload it ever again. But it's all going to be what page is it? Uh, make sure you spell page with an I and you can find me. Yes, I'm really, uh, I really am uh, intrigued on your news. I guess it's you brought back the comics and coffee, right? It's something that you used yeah, to do. Yeah, I did it for a hot second and it wasn't performing the way I wanted. So I stopped and then I found an old draft in my TikToks where I was like totally just messing up the entire time. And I posted it and I was like, this is an old draft that I was never edited. I was like, do you guys want this back? And everyone was like, uh, yes. And I obnoxiously slurp my coffee. So that's my intro and my outro. So get ready for that ASMR. Let me tell you, <laughs> cause it ain't pretty, but you love me. Oh, perfect. So yeah, if you want to the comics and coffee, it's always it's a great little segment over on what page is it on TikTok and Instagram and all the uh, and drink coffee. Yeah. Hey, that's what that's what I like to do. And if it's not coffee and comics and beers and it's beers and comics. So maybe that's I what I gotta start. To, I wanna do a cock 
comics and cocktails. And my boyfriend also loves to play bartender because he even says, like, babe, why don't I mix you a cocktail? I'm like, well, get to it, babe. Like, I'm waiting. Ooh, <laughs> so you think, we'll see. I think you're on to something. Oh, I'm. this is already my brand. Nobody can steal it or I will come for you. It's on this podcast. We all know. We all heard it. We all come for them. I dare you to come for my my brand. <laughs> all right. I think uh, after this is over, we're going to have to talk about some bonus content on a uh, weekly to bi-weekly basis here on the Comic-Con podcast. Mm-hmm. Maybe something fun. Um, for myself, if you're listening to this early enough, this Saturday, Newington, Connecticut, Three Men in a Basement Comic Swap, uh, 10 o'clock to 4 o'clock. A lot of people in the comic book community will be there selling, trading, buying. I will be up there. Uh, this Saturday. So go check those guys out if you're listening to this early enough. And uh, if not, we'll be back here next week for episode 20. And maybe we'll see Zach. Maybe you'll see somebody else. Who knows? But that's it. Everybody enjoy the rest of your day, weekend or night. Peace out. <laughs>